We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. I am Steve Alexander, Dr. A. This is the award-winning Roto-Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. I'm Doc. That's Bob Nastanovich of Pavement, all-around good guy, fantasy hoops head, and one of my buddies. He's going to tell us all I about. I miss you, man. I, I've He's never a... been on an award-winning podcast. Well, you are now, and <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about basketball and brokers tip records right after this. All right, Bob, here we are. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. It's been a while. Um, tell me, well, first of all, I'm going to tell the people, you were in a in a band called Pavement. Um, Still am technically for a few more months. The tour. I mean, I guess I will be forever, Steve. But yeah, no, I'm a, a forever associated with Pavement. And um, Pavement, um, for your listeners' purposes, actually has some pretty sick um, fantasy uh, sports fans in general, especially sort of the main guy that wrote all the songs. He's not only hardcore, but I would consider him like a proper fantasy champion. I, mean, I think he's, he's won more so many leagues. Yeah, you know, people call me a fantasy expert, but uh, I consider Malcolmus to be more of a fantasy expert than myself because – yeah, I do it for my job, but I mean that dude wins every league he's in. I have a question for you. He's lucky. He is lucky. Did he show up for our draft in the Rock and Roll League this year? No, he or- did not. In fact, I didn't either last year. And I just looked at the draft results, which um obviously it's been a desperate season for my team. You know, it, you know, kind of your classic story of like bad picks and injury riddled. Um but no, but he Malcolm definitely is- was not there. He did not. <laughs> but I, last year I wasn't a part of it, and I I lost in the final. So, um, yeah. you know, really it's the kind of year where auto-picking didn't really hurt you that badly. Well, and I have a feeling he's probably set his cue. But it's funny because Brian Rosenworcel and I were talking yesterday, and he goes, dude, how is Malcolm not even at our draft and his team is like running away with our rock and roll league? Uh, so Malcolm is easily in first. I was in second. Uh, I got, I, I beat you like three weeks ago, and then I got. Yeah, you, yeah, you're welcome. I got smoked last week, and or the week before last, and then I got beat again the following week on that two game week with the in season tournament. Kind of, kind of took away some of the momentum I had going. Uh, Wemby only played one game that week. That kind of killed me, but uh, dude, that rock and roll league that we've been doing that for probably 15, 16 years. That's a good league. That there's Great a league. lot of. I mean, people in that league, there's no money involved. Everybody just does it for the love of the game, but they're just all about it. It's all about the honor. It's all about the classic. But the, I mean, really, if you look at um, Malcolm and his auto pick, he got um, t- uh, Terry Rozier in the ninth round. I mean, you know, so sometimes it works out. I mean, yeah, he got, it, uh, he had the number one pick. So he, he yeah, well, yeah, he did the one. The he got Jokic and then he got uh, Kyrie on the way back, mm-hmm. which, it's it's a great it's it's sort of you know whatever he's got a target on his back, He'll, we'll take him down. In fact, I've got, <laughs> like right now, you know, my my whole team's going to kick into high gear in 2024 because obviously 
I guess we'll get into it, but I'm expecting a healthy BAM who I just, um, in sort of an ill-advised manner, I traded DOMA for BAM. Um, really what it was is when you know your team's bad, then you sort of, you lean towards being, um, you sort of throw your hands in the air and, and you realize that you're just going to like have a lot of two, two and seven and three and six weeks. So you decided, you decided to suddenly build a very cool team. Um, and I watched a game where Doma was mic'd up, and I didn't like the way he was bossing around his fellow kings. And um, so I immediately traded him for Bam, and I've been watching the Heat a lot. I mean, they're a very fun watch. Um, a lot of lovable guys, in, including, of course, um, a guy, Jaime um, Hawkins Jr. Yeah, I mean, he's basically in the Rookie of the Year um conversation i mean he's he'd be a, a big number from an odds perspective but um really what's amazing about him as a rookie is he's kind of reminds me a lot of malcolm brogdon's um rookie season and that he's every bit very much a man he's not a rookie and he and he plays fourth quarter crunch time he's just he's basically become an incredibly valuable piece on on a very deep and good team um, and he delivers almost every night. So he's been a surprise. So I watched them a lot. And I thought, I didn't realize that Bam's hip contusion was going to develop. And that must be a, one heck of a bruise. I mean, he uh, he might not play until next year. Yeah, out indefinitely. Uh, that, that's Which is kinda, bad. That's kind of scary, especially since you traded Domas. Um, I mean, I expected him to be out for three bummer. games. Yeah, I thought um, so too. So anyways, bummer, but... Um, you know, you, you were talking about building a fun team when when all hope is lost. That's sort of the philosophy I've taken uh, in fantasy hoops for the last five years. I just want the most fun team that I can have out on the court. I've noticed so I, that. I've noticed. I mean, that I just you. have all. I try to always have all the fun guys, and I don't even. I, you know, if I win, I win. If I if I lose, I lose. But at least I'm going to have a hell of a lot of fun watching my guys out there on the court. Yeah, no, same. I mean, my team is just like guys that I that I just kind of think are awesome to watch and and seem like that they're you know thoroughly cool. And I mean, and you know, keep in mind this is one the biggest mistake I made in the draft is I was unaware, and I should have asked you because you're actually an active um, commissioner <laughs> who actually pays attention because a lot of commissioners are like don't. I mean, they they log in once a month. Um, but I didn't realize when I took Jaw, I thought he would be um, IR eligible. Mm. Um, and then when I found out the day after the draft that he was just the big O for out, and I couldn't do anything with him. I couldn't really dump him. And he's, a, he's my local superstar. I live two hours away, and I go to a handful of Grizzlies games a year. And one thing about the Grizzlies being dreadful and just – you couldn't really handpick worse injuries for the Grizzlies in that Steven Adams was really playing incredibly well when he got hurt. I mean, I've got a buddy who's just a sick Grizzlies fan, and we thought that Adams at that point really deserved to be the team's MVP, even with Jaw and Bain on the team. So he went, and then I was at the game where Brandon Clark hurt himself, and there's no timetable for his ret return. It's been it's an endless Achilles. It's an incredibly athletic player who's a pain to play against and the loss of those two giants. And then now of course, sitting around having to wait for jaw has been a bit of a disaster. And don't forget Marcus smart. I mean, smart, smart will come back. I think really, I think they're key to that team. I don't, I wouldn't rule them entirely out of the bottom end of the playoffs in that I can see them winning like 10 out of 15 or 15 out of 20. If smart and jaw get along. I think, yeah, and I think they will. I think they will. I mean, I think just like, um, I mean, I think of like the ultimate teammate for a guy like Ja, I think of like um, Russell Westbrook, you know, um, I, I, you know, who knows? I mean, obviously, I mean, he went to Murray State, which is 20 miles up the road. Um, you know, it's been, it's almost been a personal blow, all the chaos that's gone on with Ja, because I, you know, one of my best friends is just, really an over the top, almost kind of in a delightful way, like a child, like jaw fan, like has his rookie Jersey has tons of jaw. So like when jaw got in all that trouble, 
it was like truly heartbreaking, uh, you know, for, for my buddy, uh, Josh. I mean, so we're, we'll hope for the best, but as you know, and, you know, and there's so many kind of blood curdling, um, news reports about, you know, NBA veterans who are in media now, like worrying for his life and like, you know, suicide watches and stuff like that. So anyways, it starts um, a game before we thought, we thought that he was going to start up here in Atlanta, um, but because of the play in tournament and the rules, I guess that they're going to play his first games against the Pelicans, I think on the 21st, but Mm, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, I expect my team, my fantasy team, which sits in 12th of 12th of 12 to sort of roar into 24, like the, uh, like the Memphis Grizzlies expect some shocking turnarounds. Well, I'll tell you what, why we're, why we're talking about Memphis. Um, people are worried about Jaron Jackson Jr. Getting off to a slow start this season. His, his fantasy ranking has been kind of low. Um, December 1st, he had a four point, four point game with five fouls, 14 minutes. But yeah. since that game, he scored 37, 24, 21, 41 points last night, six triples. Um, he's blocking, he's stealing. He's starting to look like Jaron Jackson Jr. again, just in time for Ja to come back. And I kind of think when Ja does come back, it's going to open up lanes for Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain to not have to work so hard for everything they get. Because those guys, those two guys are carrying that team on their back right now. And it's that's not an easy, easy thing to do, especially if you – weren't ready to do that coming into the season. People are worried about him, but I think when Ja comes back, he's going to clear, you know, a lot of lanes for Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain to not have to work so hard for everything they get and carry that team on their back like they have been. Yeah, I mean, they could be good if they're anywhere close to healthy. Not Obviously, they're not going to get back those two big pieces, um, Adams and Clark, um, but there's enough there. I think they'll, I think they'll trade – um, I think that they will trade Kennard. I mean, Kennard has, you know, value to a lot of teams that are definitely in the playoffs. I've heard that rumored for a few months. And um, really one trade I'm excited about that I'd love to see happen is, you know, I'm, I'm a Hawks fan. And I've been following them very closely this year and been to a couple of games. And they, I mean, they're not right. And um, I hate to say it, I went to UVA. And he's currently got a minor injury is that um, DeAndre Hunter continues to be a source of frustration. And um, I feel like he, he would benefit from being dealt. And then I, I've heard them wanting to get Siakam, who I love, and he's on my team. And, um, you know, the Raptors are kind of are struggling more than I thought they'd be. Um and I, it would be wonder. I could see Siakam being a fantastic fit on the Hawks, kind of like exactly one thing that they need. So, uh, you, yeah. What are your thoughts yeah. on that? I mean, that would be a, that would be amazing. Now, I know you and Stephen went to University of Virginia, and that's where DeAndre Hunter went. And DeAndre Hunter has been a source of frustration for Hawks fans worldwide uh, since he came on board. Um, he looked really good there for about a three-game stretch early in the season. I thought we had turned the corner. The whole Sadiq Bay thing, him being in the middle of it, um, was making he's it weird. interesting. He's good. He can be good. I mean, how about and I saw one game where they scored 86 in the first half. I saw it live against the Pacers, which was the franchise record, and they were ahead. I think it was 83, 86-73 at halftime. Yeah. And the Pacers scored 87 in the second half, or 85, so, and whatever. It was 157, 152 in the end. And Bogey did the same thing that he did last uh, last night. He just he just went on some sort of barrage of threes. But that's, you know, that's going to happen twice a month, you know. And, and they still didn't win last night. I mean, so you've got one guy just completely going off. And they've lost both games. Both games where Bogey's gone nuts, they've lost both games. Yeah, Bogey, Bogey hit 10 threes last night and scored 40 points. Uh, how do they lose? How do they, how do they lose with a healthy Young, a healthy Murray, and Bogey going for 40? They lost. I mean, that that just I – mean, that's Well, Trey got ejected, I think. and then Yeah, in the third quarter he got ejected. Yeah, and then just, the, the whole Trey DeJounte thing – 
I mean, they they never seem to both ball out on the same night. They don't. Yes, I, one or the other. Don't feel like people love playing with Trey. And yeah, is that I'm your not, feeling? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying Trey's Trey's the problem or the answer, but the DeJounte Trey thing is not really working out. And I, I'm with you, dude. If they could add Pascal Siakam to that team, and then we get J, uh, J, um, shoot, his name is Jalen Johnson. Yeah, I, I'm he, not a fan, but he. You I don't mean, like Jalen? I mean, the skills are there, but I, I just said, yeah. At this point, I mean, I, I think he can he can be great. The raw potentials there. I think they should definitely keep him, and he's the kind of guy that you watch him play. You do worry about his health. Um, just the way he plays, I think he's. I think he's. He'll be. He'll be a very good NBA player. Um, uh-uh. Yeah, I. I think. Um, why am I struggling? Uh, but he's a no D guy on a team with no D guys. I mean, there's not a whole lot of D going on. Well, Dejounte plays D. Dejounte plays D. So we did. So yeah, basically, you know, DeAndre went to the most successful defensive basketball program programs of the last of my lifetime. I mean, <laughs> and almost disturbingly. So like, you know, um, college basketball elitists, particularly those that played for Duke, like to, to equate watching Virginia basketball to watching paint dry, um, you know, perhaps, perhaps cause we beat them, you know, 61 to 52 too often. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I can't, yeah. Deandre Hunter, I mean, you, obviously one of the reasons why he was an attractive draft pick in the middle of the first round was for D. I don't know. I just think he, he clearly needs a change of, of scenery. And then he just might not ever be anything but, but a, a NBA chip that keeps getting moved because the tools are there. Um, but he, he does not, he doesn't seem to perform well, at least for the Hawks and more disconcertingly, the current, current edition of the Hawks. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Well, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you. I think Jalen Johnson is going to be a monster. I'm really sad he got hurt. I feel like he was just getting ready to turn it on. Although getting him out of the way did clear up the City Bay DeAndre Hunter thing. But I'm with you. Let's let's try to move Hunter and get uh, Siakam in here. That would be that would be incredible. Um, but I'm, I'm going to 
do this underdog ad real quick. And then we're going to talk about brokers tip records. And then we're going to dive uh, straight into all things NBA uh, Perfect. freestyle. Wrap that. Uh, underdog Fantasy is the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick them contests. If you haven't tried Underdog yet, new Underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to $100 and a free six-month subscription to Roto-Wire with promo code RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA to claim your free Roto-Wire subscription and deposit bonus. Um, I'm going to do that. I've never heard of that one. Oh, it's There's fun. Not, it's just over under, yeah. over under props. Yeah, that sounds perfect for me. Um, I it's always nice. Um, obviously, for years I've been doing advanced deposit wagering and horse racing, and and now in sports betting. I think I've exhausted every um, introductory um, bonus program known <laughs> to man. <laughs> so thanks for turning me on to a new one. That's underdogfantasy.com. Yep. And it's just an app on your phone. And Perfect. Look in. for the little chili peppers next to the guys. It's like triple odds and stuff. And then, you know, you can do a one dollar five game parlay to win a hundred bucks. And uh, I got to tell my friend Kevin Guthrie about that too. That's his jam. They're he'll tough. Me a, to... he'll, he'll, you know Kevin, right? He'll send me yeah. a screen screenshot at least twice a week. He'll hit some parlay that costs like a dollar twenty five. That's got you know. Um, uh, Asian basketball game, <laughs> a, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. he's gotten his his pet team that he's obsessed with is Young Boys. I believe they're the Swiss um, Champions League entry. Young Boys, uh, yeah, yeah. It. I mean, I saw the name like two months ago when I was. Um, I think they play today. Actually, I think it might be the first. The start. No, it's the last of the um, of the of the first round part before the elimination of Champions League. But yeah, no, he's. I saw Young Boys like six weeks ago, and I was like, "Oh, weird! Like that's kind of a, a strange name for a, a soccer team comprised of adults." And <laughs> um, and of course, then you know, ten days later, um, Guthrie's like, "You know, Young Boys are my guys." <laughs> I'm like, so well, awesome, "All right, dude!" And he and and week after week, he somehow gets lucky with them. But you know, <clears> I'll <throat> definitely look up UnderdogFantasy.com. Thank you, because I'm sick, Steve. I'm very sick. I have been. <clears throat> I've been fighting this. I've had a the three month cough, and uh, it resulted. Oh no, in I'm every... not that kind of sick. I'm I'm underdog fantasy <clears throat> sick. No, I'm good. Oh, okay. I'm good. Well, I've I've, I've been, been like, fighting off can... this cough and lost my voice full blown like two days ago. It's barely back. Whoa! I'm just you should, see. I suffer from cough drop addiction. I recommend it. I should probably yeah. look into that. What what cough drop should I be? I mean, my to? main jam is the Ricola sugar free ones that are herb and something else is that like actually in pavement with the screaming uh, yeah yeah the sugar-free ones are great you can get them anywhere and uh but i went went through obviously in pavement um i realized sort of even this morning that it's strange to be somebody who's most known for screaming (laughs) and i thought that i could parlay that into um maybe some sort of thing where i could get a deal ricola sponsorship like yeah i mean wouldn't it be like a dream come true to be like just screaming in a ricola commercial then like you know because sometimes i have two to four ricolas in my mouth um during those concerts and alas i made several opportunities throughout the year to um drum up my adoration of ricola and their products and even had one guy that I didn't ask, like sending Ricola stuff. And um, unfortunately that dream did not come true. By so, but otherwise I'd be sending you a case of Ricola products. For, are, for, you uh, like a, uh, are you like a chipmunk? Like, do you, were you hiding the, were you tucking the Ricolos away? Just like they used to do with like tobacco packets, like, you know, yeah. hidden between the cheek and gum, you know, and several would fly out, you know. Um, but yeah, they're um, dark brown. Yeah, they'd be in basically like when you entered Europe in the 90s and you had to stash small packets of hashish in various parts of your mouth um, in order <laughs> to get into certain countries. I was doing the same thing in a very legal fashion with um, Ricola. Okay. 
All right. Surely, surely you've carried illegal drugs in the countries in, in your mouth and other um, orify. I, if I went to other countries, maybe, but uh, I, I try not to leave Delonica at this you point. You stay in the basement because that's your safety zone. Yes, or the attic. Safe. You're in the attic. You're in the. At, I'm in, at, I'm in my mom's attic and uh, that's I'm never awesome. leaving. Never is that leaving. a sign, Donsett's jersey? Uh, it is not signed, but it is a Luca jersey. Um, this is uh, Dominique Wilkins. He's got Game a Dominique Warren. Wilkins sneaker. Game worn shoe against Game the Game worn. That's badass. Uh this is one of my one of my most prized possessions in the entire Oh, you have seen collection. that before, yes. The autographed pavement. Yeah. Uh, license Let me see plate. that again. Hold that up for a second because I have to forge a lot of these guys' signatures. Um Whoa, you got that. I don't, that might be the best Malcolm signature I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> standard westy i mean that's uh that's proper effort I mean, he doesn't even do an m anymore it's just like an, an i mean he's whatever you wrote uh you wrote cindiana yes Mom. yeah it was in a particularly good mood that was in atlanta when we saw each other in 2010 yes. um which i'd like to add was the best show that year because you know to get a pep talk from uh, Dr. A pre uh, pregame, it's all you need. I'll tell you that was out. that was one of the that was one of the best nights ever for me. You talk about like little kids, uh, your buddy being like a little kid with this whole John Morant thing, which reminds me like if your buddy's that devastated about John Morant, like how do actual little kids feel about it? Like it, like it's it's pretty. Uh, I mean, badly because you know this is a is one of those unique players, sort of in a you know Barry Sanders in, in Detroit kind of way years ago, that is so beloved in the city that that he you know positively affected the economy of Memphis. I mean, you know he's he so hopefully who I mean I'm not giving up on him. You know what I mean. I don't think he can. I mean, he's been away from the game for so long. He's got so much money. Like, there's no reason for him to to be messing around with any of that stuff. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, from a logistics standpoint, you you can't really. Nobody can really begin to understand it. But I think it's just like. I mean, I'm not really sure if you have, but um, you know, it's. I just think uh, it seems like his his. his dad is part of the is part is an issue. Um, it so I mean that's you know that's personal. So there's some sort of personal thing to, you know to kind of want to to be attracted to this sort of thug vibe. Um, I can't really figure it out, but it obviously is doing him no favors in any way, shape, or form. And the main thing is that I mean I was present for his game when he scored 52 or 53 against the Spurs, which is the franchise record. And I've seen him several times. He loves basketball, you know? So I think if you, you know, a lot of guys like that, we've seen it in NBA history, you take away their basketball and it's, it just equals bad news, you know? Um, So hopefully, I mean, I, I don't think everybody roots for jaw. In fact, a lot of people, I think, um, have a very negative impression of him. Um, but I think that hopefully I know Memphis and their fans will embrace him. And hopefully at least at the start, he's 75% of what we're used to seeing. And then, you know, over the course of a handful of games, a dozen games starts, starts to really click. Cause uh, he is spectacular to watch. Um, and, and it, it is a good team and a fun team and the coach, you know, Taylor Jenkins is an excellent coach. So hopefully, you know, They'll they'll move in the right direction. We've talked a lot about them, though. They are Um, there. Bradley Beal is uh, actually going to play basketball this evening. Yes, he's going to deign to play. Um, It'll be. I think that that's can only. I mean, he's fantastic. Um, I was just thinking as I saw the uh, Wizards score scroll through um, several times last night that the wizards are sort of like my beloved pirates in, in baseball. Um, they're almost like a farm team for uh, other teams in the league, <laughs> they're like a farm team that plays in the league. And 
I mean, Bradley Beal is freed from the binds of, of, the, of the Wizards. And that team, which makes little or no appeal to me, even though I recognize that they're great, um, they obviously can be a weird and wild force in the West. Um, if Booker stays healthy, of course, and they're good. I mean, the Suns are good, whether you like it or not. Is uh, Eric Gordon still going to be relevant with Beal back? Eric Gordon's always relevant because he's one of those guys, like a lot of guys, that comes in for stints sort of in a Reggie Jackson kind of way for the Nuggets. Obviously, Gordon's a different type of player, but if you're hot, you're hot. And if you're not, you go back to the bench. I mean, he can come in at any point, score 15 to 25 if he's on fire. So he's always going to get his test drive. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's a solid NBA veteran. He has a role and he understands it. I think he'll be a factor. I don't, in fact, I think, you know, where he is in his career, he'll benefit from Bradley Beal playing 35 minutes a night, you know, cause he, he should be, you know, he should be playing less in every way, shape and form. Yeah. Um, Reggie Jackson, that one game, really the most scintillating performance I saw this year, it's kind of mind blowing when he single handedly took over a game against the Hall of Fame late player laden Clippers and single handedly led a heavily injured Nuggets team to victory. I and mean, that, that game still blows my mind is is that was that was just a a mind-altering performance by that guy. It was beautiful to watch because, like, I mean, it, uh, you know, as a guy that loved Jamal Crawford, he could do that sort of thing, you know. And then who's the guy that played for the Clippers for years that would do that all the time? Um, It's not Jamal Crawford. <laughs> it's not Eric Gordon. <laughs> uh. Uh, you may have froze up again, Bob. Um, I'll tell you the uh, that Reggie Jackson game was a big game. It was against his former team, and uh, I was very excited about it because I was touting him for some time leading up to that. And uh, now we've all kind of moved on from Reggie Jackson. But uh, are you back? Are you? With no, me, yeah, Bob? yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. Yes, yeah, sorry. Okay. But, uh, thankfully, they're only like about five second breaks. So I can put in another cop job. <laughs> hey, uh, um, did you? Did you see what Julian Strother did last night? No, but I've been waiting for that to happen. I wasn't really the, the game. I, the main game I watched last night was the Heat holding off the Hornets um, because I like to watch the very unappealing aesthetic that is the Charlotte Hornets. Um, yeah. So Strother, we yeah, Strother's got the tools playing against your Atlanta Hawks. Okay, and I saw the stats, but I didn't. I, I guess I skipped over the the Strother thing. What a fun, Six, what an easy team to have a best career game against. Well, the Pacers are easier, but yeah, the Hawks are pretty easy. Uh, mm-hmm. Six three pointers and five steals and twenty two points off the bench. First rook, first uh, rookie I think ever to have six three pointers and five steals in one game. That's pretty amazing. I mean. He was a first-round guy from Gonzaga, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. I mean, he's gotten a lot of playing time, you know, in the first half of the season. That's one great benefit of being a great team like the Nuggets and being able to afford an injury or two and still win and get valuable time for your young players. I mean, I think <laughs> like we've seen the same for Hawkeyes. Like um, guys that start playing – regular rotations, 20, 25 minutes a game instead of garbage time because, you know, one or two guys that play a lot of minutes are gone. And Strother's a guy that over the last month I've seen on the floor a lot. Yeah, I don't Um, think I'm picking him up anywhere just yet, but I think he at least uh, needs to be on radar screens. I'm going to go ahead and throw him in my FanDuel uh, lineup tonight and see what happens. Yeah, he's hot. I mean, so you might get a lot of playing time. And, um, you know, the Nuggets are one of those tricky teams from a fantasy perspective that when you get past the guys, the guys that are automatically picked, um, it's hard to gauge playing time. I mean, they are they are a very deep team. And, um, you yeah, know, it's un- unpredictable. It's guesswork into who's going to have 
a game like Strother had game, you know, last night. He could do absolutely nothing tonight. But then again, I like the fact that they're playing on the second night of a back-to-back. He's hot. They might want to get young. They might want to get some guys some rest. Michael Porter Jr. was terrible last night, like one of eleven or something ridiculous. What is it with him? Like I've noticed that he's way incredibly he's amazing at home and bad on the road. It's yeah. weird. I, I mean, that's that's the rule I apply to him. Um, you know, when I draft lineups, he likes sleeping in his own bed. I guess. I guess so. I mean, that is a thing, but like, it's pretty drastic. I'd have to look at the numbers, but I, just from my own personal experience, I've seen him play some awful games on the road. Um, and I think he's if he's one of those guys too that if Jokic is out, he seems rather he. He's Jokic dependent. He obviously um, is a shark or mora for for Jokic. Uh, Benedict Matherin for the Pacers last One night. One of my favorite third, players in the league, baby. 30 points, seven boards, eight assists. Love him. Love him. Uh, he played well in the previous game. Before that, he's kind of he's kind of been up and down all, all season. Uh, is he a guy you're picking up in all leagues at this point? I am, yes. I think yeah. he's I, – I think he, I think – and then, unfortunately, it doesn't show up in stat. Nesmith is insane. He's a great. He's a great player to watch live, but he's you know his fantasy value is always going to be low. But um, he's a, you know, the Pacers don't play a lot of defense, but they do have guys that can play defense. I think we saw how good Nesmith was in the last few games in the in season tournament. Um, on the defensive end, he, he definitely is their best one-on-one defender. And then, of course, Bruce Brown plays defense, which to me, that, that's more defense than the Hawks play. Um, but, yeah, no, Matherin is incredibly versatile, inside-outside guy. And the main reason to sort of pick him up at this point is healed, to me, has been an, an extended cold streak. I saw him play live at, when he was just on one of his sick hot streaks. So I'd keep an eye on him. Um, right now, I think he's ice cold um, and has been for a few weeks. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, I love Matherin. Matherin's an incredible athlete. He can give you some – I think he's the kind of guy that would be useful on just about every team in the league. And there's not there's not that many guys that aren't household names you can say that about. I can't see Benedict Matherin not having a significant role on just about any team in the league. I like Maybe it. not the Sixers, but or the Celtics or something like teams that are just so deep. Uh, but he's great. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think I'm, I'm convinced after last night, it, it's time to to pick him back up. I wish the Buddy Heald and Bruce Brown things weren't there to to kind of slow him down, as they do they do step on each other's toes uh, a lot night to night. I think, and it, it's kind of held Matherin back from just going off every night, but. Um, the potential's there. Matherin's going to be a good player uh, down yeah. the line. Yeah. Mean, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Osser Thompson last night started for the Pistons. He's back. Had 20 Great. points. Had a yeah, full the, stat line. The Pippins played, and the Pistons played a good game. I mean, the Pistons are are better than their record. Um, they're I wouldn't say they're ready to have like a 500 second half, but they're – there, I'm, I want to go see them um, in a few days. I'd love to see that game with the Hawks. Um, but, yeah, no, they are uh, – I think that even – what are they? Is it a 16-game losing streak? Something well, they're 2-20, and 20 and they've lost 19 in a row. Last 19 night, in a row. I think last night was 20, 20 in a row. Yeah, I think they're going to – I think that they are – well, I mean, it's – easiest thing in the world to say they're going to play better basketball but i think yeah it's again that team is like where the rockets were um they'll get there they'll turn the are, corner they're fun picking, watch no matter win or lose i mean i don't even have to say win or lose lose they're still a very fun watch are you picking up all sarah thompson um i would consider it very strongly yeah, I, I think mean, he I, should be rostered everywhere. I think he. But yeah, I, he should be rostered everywhere because he's on a team that obviously can afford to to play him as much as needed, and I think he's got all, certainly all rookie potential. And um, yeah, I mean, I love that teams like that. 
you know, obviously, young, where young guys are going to get a, a huge chance. He's, I mean, obviously, they're waiting. The Pistons fans that exist are waiting on him with bated breath. And he showed last night that he showed last night if that's going to be a, a close to a typical performance, he should be on your team. Yeah, and the Pistons are making me mad because Jaden Ivey should be a star. Oscar Thompson should be playing 35 minutes a night. Absolutely. Bohan Bogdanovich, we know what he does. He, he played yeah. 34 minutes last night, started, scored 17 points. Like all, all that's doing is you're not winning games anyway. So why are we playing this, this veteran guy that like he, he's not going to be with Detroit for very long? Yeah, like, well, let I the agree. kids let the kids play, man. I mean, it's, you've lost nineteen in a row. I mean, and that's what their fans want to see. Um, you know, I mean, how, how how many minutes did Sasser play last night? I don't know, but he was really bad. Uh, yeah, he he's very hit or miss, but he's just typical rookie. He's going to be great. Um, yeah. I couldn't agree more. And yes, Jaden Ivey, who who actually considered picking up this morning, um, he needs to play more. But I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it's if Osir Thompson's still available in your league, it's time because he's not going to be for much longer, especially if they finally leave him in the starting lineup. Um, Bob, we do this thing on this podcast called the Panic Meter every week. Like, who is scaring us right now? And I've got a I've got a little list. Some of this we've already talked about, but the Raptors, um, like I think you said earlier, they're they are worse than you thought they were going to be, or you didn't think they were going to be this big of a mess. Um, last night, like I've noticed, like Scotty Barnes is balling out almost every night, but OG Ananobi is not nearly the player we saw last year. Siakam's kind of been up and down, roller coastery, and Dennis Schroeder is sort of like the the key to the whole thing because he's the only point guard they have. Um, but last night they played at the Garden against the Knicks. Everybody, all four of those guys, actually played well, and they still lost. So what? Uh, I'm concerned about OG from a fantasy perspective. I think Siakam needs to get moved as soon as possible. I think Schroeder is better in fantasy than he is in real life. And I love what Scotty Barnes is doing this year. I mean, I agree with every point that you made. And I mean, it's interesting because Pirtle went to that team and I was like, wow, I had seen Pirtle play in a few NBA games. And I thought that, that it was good for the Spurs to move him. And, and, but then he, he was, he came to Toronto and was completely rejuvenated and was fantastic the last part of the season. And I think he's back to just being a very average big. And um, that's part of the problem. I mean, you talked about how their only true point guard is Schroeder. I think Schroeder is, is, is playing just fine. He's as advertised and, um, yeah, I mean the consistency, the inconsistency of Aninobi is a is a big problem. Um, really, I thought Achua would be better. I had Achua at various times last year, and he was very useful. He hasn't been lineup worthy at on at all. He's had really just a handful of of, of games. Uh, I mean, I love the guy. I want him to be great. And then um, what's the other guy's name? Um, Boucher, is that, that's, he's, he's a Boucher. Um, he's, he's a great athlete too. So they do have, if they can figure it, it's an interesting GM position in that whatever's going on from a chemistry perf- uh, perspective, whether it's a offense or in a na- night like last night when the Knicks couldn't miss or a defensive struggle because they play both. They play games that, you know, total points are 200 and total points are 260, like last night. There's no rhyme or reason to it, and there's got to be some sort of chemistry problem um, going on there. And I think, I mean, I hate to say it, but I just, it's, 
the thing that sticks out to me, and obviously I could be completely wrong because I'm just a viewer, is the Pirtle problem. I mean, Pirtle eats up a lot of space, and he's he just he's he slows an athletic team <clears> like that down. But I'm just being, you know, I'm just going from from what I see, and I've only seen him play a handful of times this year. But I love him, and my team's loaded with him. I've got I've got Siakam and Scotty Barnes, so I've got the best of it. So obviously, I root for the for Raptors every night. Dude, that's pretty good uh, insight on Pirtle. I was on a Raptors podcast the day before yesterday, and we spent an hour talking about basically the Raptors. And Pirtle's name never came up one single time, good or bad. And now that you mention it, I mean, he's just sort of like a forgotten guy. Like, I I don't think about him in terms of fantasy now. I don't think of him in terms of reality. And, like, he's just sort of, he's just sort of there. I don't even know what he's doing. <laughs> he's there and he plays a lot. I mean, he, last night he played 24, but he usually plays high 20s, low 30s. And, I mean, when he was on those bad Spurs teams, um, you know, when they had they they had some really good players, including Murray and White. And you could see when you watched him live. I watched one game where I was in, in the end zone. And you could see that, I mean, it was actually the night that Chop um, quite famously posterized him. And, uh, I mean, he's a big guy, but he just, on highly athletic teams, like, you know, the way those, that bad Spurs, whatever it is, he, it's, he's one of those guys that when the smoke clears, he always ends up on a losing team. And, um, I'm, you know, I'm not, I hope I'm not hating on the poor guy. He's probably a perfectly nice man. Yeah. He's got <laughs> a the, cool uh, word, word game named after him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, he he just frustrates me. And when he went to the Raptors last year, I was like, oh, how weird. Like, almost like, why would you want that guy? And then his numbers the first month he was with Toronto were insane. Insanely good. And now he's. I think he's just back to being fertile. And I think that that would be my theory – if I was, you know, a season ticket holder to the Raptors, that would be the guy where I'd be, you know, holding my head in my hands and being like, I mean, obviously, not, I, I just think, I just think he needs fewer minutes. You've got a lot of very interesting athletic bigs. Now he's obviously the only like space eater and proper big on the team, but to me, he's the problem. Um, switching gears over to Dallas, uh, hot players that I'm excited about: Derek Lively. Had a monster double-double last night with a couple blocks. Um, Great rookie. Definitely should be on the all-rookie team having a fantastic uh, – in fact, this will be really – they still do that at the All-Star break where they do the second year against the first-year um, game. We're going to find out because they're supposedly going old school with the All-Star weekend. Okay, because um, I, lo- I love – that's a game that um, – that's usually the night before the All- All-Star game, right? All-Star Saturday, yeah. Yeah, I would like to, I would love to go to that game this year. I think it's an incredibly entertaining rookie class and obviously with guys like um Matherin at all, it's a very interesting second year class. Um I think they're in Indianapolis uh this year. Yeah, that's that's drivable. Um yeah. yeah, Derek Lively. He is great. He's been a great well, he, rookie. He had a huge double double last night. He looked really good and he he qualified uh, for enough shot attempts to be among considered for the league leaders in uh, field goal percentage, and now he's the number one field goal percentage guy in the entire league as well. Because all amazing. he does is dunk. All he, he does amazing. is dunk. I think he yeah. should be picked up and and rostered everywhere. I don't. I don't. If Derek Lively is out there on a waiver wire somewhere, um, he should not be. So go go. Pick I wish him. I had him. I mean, everybody could use a double double guy who's got an incredibly high field goal percentage. And anything does he block shots? Yes. He blocks shots with some regularity. Yes. He's yeah, he's he's ticking a lot of boxes. Uh did you see Keontae George scored 30 last night with seven assists? No, but I think you can expect more of that. Yeah, time to pick him up everywhere. Like we've been saying that for three weeks around here. So yeah, absolutely. Um, great, another great watch. Just a fantastic, a fun guy to watch. A lot of people have been panicking on Josh Giddy with his legal troubles and his lack of production. He had twelve points, ten boards, eight assists last night. Uh, if somebody panic dropped Josh Giddy in your league, I think you should probably pick him up. 
Um, any thoughts on Giddy or well, Giddy and Victor Wembanyama? What what is your takeaway on on the women? Well, those two series? guys. Well, it's amazing. Um, one of the best little pocket bets um, in in the NBA I've noticed over the last several weeks is, and I include it in a lot of my um, parlays is, and I'd have to look up the stats, but the Spurs are a great first half team. And I have no idea what's going on, but there's been so many times where they've been in the lead at halftime or a few points down and just gotten blown out in the second half. So I've almost made it a habit, regardless of who they're playing against, to play the Spurs plus the points or the Spurs straight up to win first halves, Um, which is odd. I don't know. As, you know, obviously it's not – it can't be – the. that's one thing we always think about the Spurs. There's no way it can be the coach. So I don't know why they're playing so poorly in the second half, but they are. And, I mean, Wemby is – I've he just – when I've seen him play, I've seen – I saw him – I've seen him play two whole games. And he's obviously going to be – in, you know, in, incredibly, hopefully, I mean, as long as he doesn't have, you know, some sort of unforeseen circumstance in the injury department, he's going to be, he's going to be incredible. Um, but to me, he just, ha- he does have a very image. You see, you, he's one of those guys you see it really in all sports when they're young, um, you know, who, who sort of, you know, kind of are growing into their frame. Certainly it's, it's a very big thing in horse racing, which is a sport I've followed closely for 40 years. You'll see a lot of two-year-old young racehorses that are large framed and very athletic. And you see a tremendous amount of scope is what we call it in horse racing. And he seems like he just needs to fill out. Um, it's not only logical things like weight and muscle and stuff like that it's just physical maturity so um he's just uh he he's pretty close to becoming a man and i expect that sooner or later i just think that everything about this year and him and the spurs is a trial run i think they actually start to build um, i think towards the end of the season when you see him string together games, you know, very good performances um, that then they'll start to build. But this is this whole year, this whole vibe of the Spurs seems to be like a trial run and a trial run that's very much often on national TV. Um, so whatever. I mean, he's exciting and cool. Um, and, and who's the other one? Wemby and who else? He put uh, Wemby put um... – uh, Shen Goon on a poster last night. That was that was pretty fun. Shen Goon's been great. I mean, uh, Josh Josh Giddy was the other. There oh, guy. Giddy! I mean, Giddy's a guy that I I mean, I only heard of and I saw play a handful of times in the second half of the season. He's a very very unique player. Um, very sty- stylish and very skilled guy. And um, I, it's whatever's going on with him off the floor. Um. It make I mean whatever it, it makes me uncomfortable from the standpoint I'm just for what we're talking about uh, <laughs> his on the court performance is regardless of sport that kind of circus whatever's going on that kind of it takes your focus away from your job doesn't it I mean so I don't know what's going on but he's got unusual gifts on the basketball floor which is you know what we're talking about and yeah if he was on my team i would keep a very close eye on him and his minutes and um he seems like the kind of guy if things were really going badly off the court you would see um you know one of those many um injuries that we don't really know what they are like a subluxation of your pinky and he, he would be out for two weeks i mean I'm not. I'm not that worried about Giddy. I mean, they're, Oklahoma City's in second place in the West behind Minnesota. Yeah, they're great. It's really weird, and and not everybody can score thirty tonight for that team. It, you know, Jalen and SGA are going to do that. Giddy's 
a true point guard, just kind of holding a great everything, passer. He's a holding great everything passer. down in, in the you know, he's holding it down. So yeah, he's a great passer. And yeah, certainly if you um you need his assists if he's on your team. And yeah. and he can steal. He's he's a you know unique, unique young player. He is. He's a walking triple double if he gets if he gets enough. Uh, minutes and, and opportunities. Right. So, all right, Bob. Uh, I know that during the during the pandemic, I bought some stuff from Brokers Tip Records, and I uh, used or I bought I did something, and you you sent me a a briefcase, a Brokers Tip briefcase, and that oh, is yeah. the official uh, Alexander trivia material. Oh, cool! Bag. That's a very um, that's a that's first of all, that's a very very difficult um, or, or very entertaining trivia. Um, so we use that bag every every Thursday night when we go host our trivia. But those are it's a useful bag, isn't it? It's pretty unique. Oh, you can use a backpack. Yeah, that was probably one of the useful. best moves um, that Brokers Tip ever made. Um, was I mean, essentially, Brokers Tip is just a little tiny record label that that I run out of my guest room, and it's completely unofficial business. It's just a nonprofit and. What it is is there's certain bands that rub me the right way that I think are really awesome that make really great music that really have never made much of an effort to um, be kind of part of the music business that just enjoy playing and making songs and don't really ever think about um, wanting to be more than that and um, the idea sort of started in the early 90s when I lived in Louisville when there was a bunch of bands like that. And that was just when these bands tour regionally or some cases tour nationally or just play local gigs that they have a piece of vinyl to sell. And I think I often thought when I was in a band in the 90s, like particularly Silver Jews, like when our first record came out, our first seven inch called Dime Map of the Reef, um, I felt like that kind of made us feel like we were a real band. Like I've got a racehorse actually called Range Life who trains in Arkansas and she had her first published work yesterday and that made her like a real, like in some ways like real. So I just feel like if you, when that first Silver Juice record came out, I kind of felt like, whoa, this is like actually a real venture. So Broker's Tip, essentially what I do is I, I put the money up I've got a guy in Wisconsin, Super Duper Records, that'll make you know make you three or five hundred vinyls real cheap. And the COVID killed us because we're talking about the kind of bands that, when they sell products, they sell ninety, eighty to ninety percent of their products from the stage or T-shirt booths at their live shows, and like ten percent on Bandcamp. You know, um, so COVID was a disaster for brokers tip i have a, i mean actually have a website that i've sort of right now we're in a state of flux and we're not releasing anything but we went on a run for about five or six years and and um, i thought it was going to be easier um but i just needed to devote more time to it but um yeah no piranorama lucy arnell infidels i mean i love all the music and most of it's music that people will never you know here but the bottom line is it's like it's bands that i love and dig their music and dig their live show and you know i want them to have something to sell so if somebody like you know if you and you and i went and saw a band that we that we'd never heard of and we thought they're really awesome then you and i would walk up to the merch booth and spend five bucks on a seven inch record so that's that's the whole concept you know give them something physical to somebody could take yeah because you're not going to take the like you're not you'd have to really love something or love the design to spend 25 on a t-shirt after a show but you'll spend five on a seven if you thought a band was really cool you know very cool very cool it's sad that covid slowed slowed it down so much that kind of sucks maybe yeah maybe payment touring and back. stuff like that yeah we'll be back in 2024 maybe with an actual office some kind of in a I'm in a little bit of a state of flux at the moment myself, but um, hopefully the, the smoke will clear at some point, my friend. All right, Bob. Well, thank you for coming on. Stick around for just a second when we're done. I want to tell you something. Uh, everybody, cool. this is Bob Nastanovich. Great having you on, Bob. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Uh, Anytime, really. If you're in a bind or somebody cancels, call me up. 
Right on. If uh, if you want to try a free RotoWire subscription, try it for free at rotowire.com slash try. We are out of here. Bob, thanks again. And I'll see you guys on Thursday with Rick Kamla right here at 11. Awesome. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.